Hey church, I hope you're ready for uh, God's word today. It's going to be a fresh word. It's going to be a, a word that goes deep very quickly. You know, Life Church Global is a word-based church where, where our, our value systems are based on God's word. And we know that God's word is progressive, it's proceeding. Uh, we, we believe that uh, man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And in this season, you know, uh, we're, we're releasing revelation in this season. We're releasing the, a progressive revelation in this season. And some of us might find it difficult to comprehend or some, some of us may not fully understand uh, what is being preached. And so we, we wanna, uh, I want to make myself available to you uh, to, to answer these questions. If you have any questions uh, about the Word of God, uh, and and you want to understand it better to go deeper uh, for your for your personal benefit or for your ministry or whatever it is that you want want it for, uh, write into me. My personal my email address will will come down at the bottom of the screen. I want you to write into me, uh, and this is my email address. I check it. I will reply back. Uh, and we just want to you know to we, we just want to make ourselves available to answer any questions you may have regarding God's word, the progressive word. If you did not understand a certain concept or a certain uh, uh, aspect of the revelation and you want to know it better, uh, it would be a privilege for me to reply back to you and, and, and help you with your understanding. You know, we want to, um, you know, we want to enhance your walk with God. We want to enhance your understanding of what God is saying to us in this season. You know, we all come from different backgrounds. We all have, uh, we're all going through different processes and we want to honor those processes. We want to honor what God is doing in, in your life. And so just write in, uh, send us an email, uh, send me an email and I, I will reply back to you uh, as soon as possible. So, I hope you're uh, ready for the word today. We're going to go deep uh, very quickly. Uh, and uh, I just believe today that, uh, that you will get a fresh perspective of the kingdom of God. Right? We're on a series uh, called Kingdom Dynamics. And I hope you're enjoying this series as much as I have been. Uh, and today, the title of my message is Kingdom Expression. Kingdom expression. So I wanna I want us to open our Bibles to Matthew chapter five. Matthew chapter five, and we'll read from verses thirteen. Uh, to 16. This is a very familiar passage. Uh, people have taught about it before, but I want to bring a fresh perspective of what God is saying to us in this season with the concept or the, we're teaching about the kingdom of God, right? So we're talking about the king's domain, the king's dominion on earth as it is in heaven. And so, <clears throat> so we'll read from verse 13 to 16. And it says this, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. By men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Verse 16 says this, Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. It's such a powerful um, Jesus is beginning to teach his disciples about the kingdom of God. So the context of this salt and light illustration is really the, the teaching on the, about the, on the Beatitudes. You know, uh, Jesus uh, sees the multitudes of people and he goes up the mountain. And this is, this is chapter 5. And, and when he goes up the mountain, his disciples come to him. Uh, and his disciples now begin to uh, come around him and Jesus teaches them uh, 
the Beatitudes. He teaches them, he gives them this teaching. It's very vital for us to apply God's word in our life so that when we apply God's word in our life, we receive a wisdom and we're transformed into the very word that God gives to us. And so Jesus here, he, he's seeing the multitudes and he goes up the mountain and his disciples come to him and he begins to teach them about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. Now, there are two kingdoms here at play. One is the kingdom of darkness and one is the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus is beginning to teach his disciples about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom that he came to usher in, the kingdom that of, of the king's domain that he came to bring into the, to the earth. Now, I want you to, to pay attention to to certain words that we've used before, but today I want you to pay attention to things like the, to words like heaven, um, kingdom of heaven, uh, the will of God, the earth, you know, things like that. I want you to pay very close attention to it because it, it is within it that you will get revelation. All right. So Jesus begins to teach his disciples and he's describing what happens to the people who are in the kingdom of heaven. Right? So, so he says this in verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of of heaven. I want to present something to you. I want to present a thought that might allow us to progress in our revelation in the kingdom of God. Jesus, who is who, who is king above all kings, who is the who is the, is the word made flesh. The Bible says that he left his glory and came to the earth and became a man. He came to the earth and, and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us and we beheld his glory. Now, Jesus came to usher in or bring the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. Now, when we talk about blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, we can go into details of what each of these mean, but I want to give you a general consensus, a general idea that the people who are experiencing this blessedness or this blessing are the people who are in the kingdom of God. But they are being affected by the kingdom of darkness. And Jesus is saying that you are blessed when you hold on with your faith. You hold on to God and you don't give up in the season that, 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 that what you're experiencing right now. Because the kingdom of darkness tries to, to, to oppress the people of God. To oppress the, it tries to put pressure on the people of God. I mean, look at the, the season that we're in. This COVID situation, the, 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 the businesses failing, the, the job loss, all of these situations are not the fruit or the expression of the kingdom of God. It is the expression of the kingdom of darkness. And so Jesus is trying to say, there's a blessing that comes when you do not give up on your faith in God's word. You hold on to God's word and you don't give up in this season. And he's saying, blessed are those who are poor in spirit for theirs is the, in the, is the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven. But I love what he says in verse 10. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, for, for a long time, you know, we have thought that the kingdom of heaven uh, uh, is, um, so heaven is a place that we experience when we pass from this life to the next life. Now, Jesus came to present the kingdom of heaven on earth. 
He came to usher in the kingdom that is in heaven on earth. He came to present, he came to usher in a kingdom, the kingdom of his father that is, that is in heaven on the earth. And this kingdom has an expression. And when the kingdom of God expresses itself, you get blessed. He's saying the kingdom of darkness is, 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 persecutes you. He, Jesus in this illustration is not talking about heaven. He's not talking about a place called heaven that we go to after we pass on from this life. So uh, the, it's not the, the place, where the, the place, the dwelling place of God that he's talking about. He's talking about the king's domain here on earth. We can experience heaven, what heaven is like. We can experience that atmosphere, that blessedness, the goodness of God, the, the, the rule and reign of God that is in heaven here on earth. See, for, for oftentimes we believed that when we got saved, maybe it was the way the message was presented to us. That when we give our lives to Jesus, that, that we give our lives to Jesus where our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life and we're in the Kingdom of God. But we have to wait till we experience heaven. And we can, we can only experience heaven after we pass from this life to the next. But Jesus by illustrating this, by his teaching here, by bringing the kingdom of God, he's presenting this thought to us. That you don't have to die and go to heaven. You don't have to pass on from this life to the next in order for you to experience what heaven experiences. You can actually experience heaven here on earth. You can actually, actually experience the blessedness of God's presence, the, the blessedness of the manifestation of heaven here on earth without passing on from this life to the next. Let me present this, this thought to you. In verse 10 it says, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. Where are you righteous? Here on earth. We become righteous because of what Jesus has done for us. In fact, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So if I am righteous here on earth, there is no persecution for me in heaven. Here he's saying, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. It's very, it's, it's not a play on words, but you must understand what Jesus is trying to present here. He's trying to present that when you experience persecution, when you experience tough times on, on earth, people are persecuting you because you are right standing before God and you don't give up and you, you got what Jesus has done for you, you're right standing before God. Now the kingdom of darkness begins to persecute you. Now when the kingdom of darkness begins to persecute you, the kingdom of heaven begins to manifest here on earth so that instead of you experiencing persecution you begin to experience the blessedness of the kingdom of heaven on earth this is very powerful for us and I want to submit this revelation to you that Jesus did not come to present heaven to us he did not come to present a concept of, of hey I'm come here now I'm come to take you and I'm going to another place called heaven I want to present to you that Jesus brought heaven to earth so that you can experience heaven on earth without the consequence of sin and death. This is very powerful. If you only understand this, if you can only understand this, it will completely transform how you live your life here on the earth. Jesus did not try, did not come to us and tell us that heaven, the afterlife heaven, that you experience the place where God dwells, where his angels are, all of these things that, 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 that is experienced in heaven is a way better place than the earth. And I've come to rescue you from the big bad world. And I'm going to come and take you away. And we will all fly away to glory. And we will be in heaven together. And we will experience everlasting life. No, ladies and gentlemen. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever, whoever on the earth, in the world, believes in him should not perish. 
There is no perishing in heaven. There is no sickness in heaven. But here on earth, there is sickness still. There is diseases still. There's the consequences of sin that people still experience. And Jesus is trying, God is trying to say that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Everlasting life is a promise. It's a blessing that God gives you. When the kingdom of darkness comes against you, you begin to manifest heaven on earth. And Jesus is trying to say that the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is manifested here on earth. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus did not try to tell us that the earth is bad and heaven is better. I can't wait to go to heaven. In fact, what Jesus tried to do or Jesus is doing by ushering the kingdom of God is saying this, that there is perfection in heaven. There is no sickness, there's no rejection, there's no disease in heaven. And God wants to usher heaven, this perfection, this goodness, this amazing realm that that is heaven. He wants to usher that heaven here on earth. God does not want to, to nullify the earth. He doesn't want to destroy the earth. In fact, he wants to transform the earth by ushering the kingdom of God. So Jesus' gospel, his message, every time he began to teach, especially in the gospel of Matthew, he began to bring about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven here on earth. Because every time the kingdom of heaven comes on the earth, it superimposes itself upon the kingdom of the earth and begins to transform it and makes the earth like heaven. We're meant to live in an earth, on, on a planet that resembles heaven. God is not trying to make another heaven on the earth, but he's actually instituting, he's bringing a kingdom that has an expression. And when the kingdom expresses itself, it brings transformation to the earth. God has called you and I salt and light in the earth. Jesus, when he was praying, when he was teaching his disciples to pray, he says, you know, Father, let your kingdom come. He says, let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Okay, you have to understand what Jesus is trying to say. He's saying, Father, let your kingdom come. The word kingdom over there, it means a realm where the sovereignty of a king, where the king sovereignly rules and reigns. Kingdom means a realm where a king sovereignly rules and reigns. That's what Jesus is trying to bring into the earth. He's trying to bring a kingdom of peace. He's trying to bring a kingdom of prosperity. He's bringing a kingdom of, 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 of love, joy, of, of just absolute goodness. And when he is saying, let your will be done, that word will in Greek means God's preferred will. God's preferred will that can be accepted or rejected. And so what, what in simple terms, what it means is that when God says, let your kingdom come, your will be done. When Jesus says that, he, he, he means this, that let the realm of God's rule and reign come upon the earth when the preferred will of God is accepted on the earth. This is very powerful. The will of God is God's preferred will, which means if if you have sickness in your body, uh, you know, there is no sickness in heaven. Right? So God's preferred will is that everyone in the kingdom is in perfect health. And so now you have, when, when we say, Lord, let your kingdom come, let your will be done. God's will for you and I is to be in perfect health. Why? Because we're in the kingdom of God. 
In fact, every, every human being, it's God's desire for every human being to be in perfect health. And so now, every time we want to be in perfect health, we receive His preferred will. His preferred will. We accept His preferred will. And when we accept His preferred will, we usher in the realm of His rule and reign. And so now the kingdom comes upon you and it, it dwells within you and it begins to transform you according to what is in heaven. We must understand that every aspect of God moving in the Old Testament was a foreshadow of Jesus to come. We look at it in a perfect example would be the life of Moses. Moses was a man who ran away from Egypt and stayed in the wilderness in his father-in-law's house for 40 years looking after the sheep. Until one day he heard the voice, he saw a bush on fire and when he went to the bush he received God's preferred will for Israel. And when he received, he accepted God's preferred will. Now Moses went back to Egypt, started performing. He, his expression of the kingdom was a little different to anybody else. His expression of the king's dominion, the king's rule and reign, even in another kingdom, was different. So when Moses began to submit to the preferred will of God for Israel, he rescued Israel and brought them into the promised land. Because God wanted, the, 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 God wanted Israel to, to experience the promised land, the blessing that is in the promised land. So we look at Moses' life and Moses was a foreshadow of Jesus to come. And Jesus now, who is, the, who is the Word made flesh, comes into the earth to rescue people who are under the law. People who are bound, who are in bondage under the law, bondage in sin and experiencing death and sickness in their life and, and, and experiencing just devastation in their life. And so Jesus came to rescue. Jesus says, hey, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has, he has anointed me to preach the gospel, to set those captives free. So Jesus came now to present a kingdom that sets you free. But it sets you free from captivity and it brings you into the promised land. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to present to you that the promised land that Jesus came to present was not heaven in the afterlife. The promised land that Jesus came to present to us is the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven on earth. This is very powerful. Jesus came to present that the kingdom of God in heaven is on the earth. God wants you to stay on the earth. God wants you to live here. God wants you to prosper here. But the way you prosper is by bringing transformation to the earth. Bringing transformation to your family, by bringing transformation to your workplace, to, to, to the city that you live in. And the only way we can bring transformation is if we submit to the perfect or the preferred will of God for your life. The preferred will of God for your city. The preferred will of God for your business. The preferred will of God for your marriage. Every aspect of your life needs to be submitted to the preferred will of God. When you submit to the preferred will of God, now the preferred will of God enters into you and begins to transform you so that the kingdom, the realm of God's rule and reign can have dominion in your life. When it has dominion in your life, it begins to bring transformation and you begin to experience heaven on earth. You, what you should be experiencing in the afterlife is what you experience in this life. It's very powerful. This is very, very powerful. What Jesus is trying to say to us, see, you know, for, for the longest time, everybody, all Christians in general, always wanted to run away from the earth. Nobody wants to stay back. Everybody wants to go in the chariot. Everybody can't wait for the angels to come and take me home. Hallelujah. Because that's what we've taught. We've been taught. Just think about this. Just think about God as a father. If he was a father and his son was on the earth, 
and, and you were his, his son or his daughter. He saves you out of captivity and he says, just stay there. Stay there for the rest of your life and you'll get beaten by the enemy. They will rob you. They will persecute you. Right? You will suffer. You will, you will have sickness in your body. You will have disease in your body. You will, you, you will go bankrupt. You will have no money. You will have you know, no food, no shelter. Your viruses will come and take your life. We do all of this stuff. Just hang on, hang on, hang on. One day, you and I will be together in heaven. I mean, just imagine. That's not a good father. That revelation is not correct. It does not represent the father. The father came through Jesus so that you can be reconciled to him. So that while you're on the earth, you have a purpose. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. You are seated in Christ in heavenly places. That is already set. It's already done. But while you're on the earth, there's a purpose for you. And that purpose is to manifest heaven on the earth. Now, heaven on the earth is a different expression to heaven in heaven. I'll explain that in a little bit. But I want to take you to the, this, these verses about salt and light again. Alright? So, in verse 13, Jesus is calling us the salt of the earth. He's not saying that the kingdom, my word, is salt. He's saying you are the salt of the earth. Right? He's saying you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? Very interesting. Jesus is, is saying you are the salt of the earth. Well, salt is a sodium chloride. And when salt in itself is a very stable chemical, sodium chloride, very stable, it doesn't lose, it actually never, if, never loses its flavor. But there is one moment when salt can lose its flavor. It is when salt, sodium chloride, is, is uh, soluble in water. And when salt, sodium chloride, is exposed to moisture, the salt can evaporate, the sodium chloride can evaporate, leaving a white powdery substance which looks like salt. And Jesus is talking about that. He's saying, if the salt loses its flavor, what does that mean? It means that you have the kingdom of darkness and you have the kingdom of light. And if you are the salt of the earth, it means that you have received the preferred will of God in your life. You have received, you have been transformed into the image and likeness of Christ. You, you are now in the kingdom of God. But if you are exposed to the wrong kingdom, if you are exposed to the kingdom of darkness all the time, you can lose your effectiveness in the kingdom of God. Effectiveness, how? To bring change on the earth. It's one thing to be transformed. Your name's written in the last book of life. That settles it. But how effective are you on the earth? See, our life, in, I believe this, our life is very closely linked to our purpose on the earth. Our life is closely linked to our purpose on the earth. If I run out of my purpose, there's no point of living here. Why should God keep me here? But as long as I have a purpose from God, as long as I am effective on the earth, now life can continue. He can give me life, it can go on, and I can be effective on the earth. And so Jesus is trying to say this, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. This salt of the earth is not something that is in heaven. It's here. And if you lose your effectiveness in the kingdom of God, you, he's saying you are no use to me. But I'll tell you something, salt is very, very awesome. I like salt in my food. I like salt in everything. I actually like a good amount of salt. 
And, and I believe that salt has the ability to bring out the flavor out of the thing that is mixed in. So if you are the salt of the earth, that means that when you're in the earth, you have the ability, the God-given grace, to bring the best out of the earth. Come on now. You, if you're at work you, and you, God has placed you there and you are transformed, you have the preferred will of God at your, uh, in, your, in your heart, at your workplace. Now at your workplace, you will bring out the best out of your workplace. The same thing with your education, the same thing with your family, the same thing with your business. Wherever you are, your responsibility is to bring out the best from the earth. You're not, your responsibility is not to take the best from the earth, but it is to bring out the best of the earth. It's to display the glory of God. It's to display the beauty of the earth, to display the flavor of the earth. The second thing that, that salt is really good for is it's a preservative. Salt, in the old times, people would, would put salt over food to preserve it. Just imagine, God has placed you and I on the earth for what? To preserve it. Come on, this is powerful. When you and I are on the earth, the earth is preserved. It is not destroyed. And the third thing, that, there are many things that salt does, but the third thing that salt, that I want to bring to your attention is it stops meat or vegetables or anything that is put in from decaying. I really believe that, that God has placed us in this nation, in this city strategically so that this city and this nation cannot get crumbled and decay. You are the element. You are the element of the kingdom of heaven that God uses to preserve, to bring out the flavor. Can you imagine? To bring out the flavor of the city that you live in. This is very powerful. To, to, to stop the city from decaying. Uh, let me tell you something. The, 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 is, we are waiting for heaven to manifest on the earth for this virus to leave the earth. But I'm telling you, God's strategy is His people. He's placed people, Christians, His children who understand the kingdom dynamic in key strategic locations. So that... Just like, just like Alicia testified today, just like wherever they went, it felt like the, the, the virus wouldn't go there. Why? It's because the kingdom, which was in them, began to manifest as they began to express themselves. So the kingdom, every single person in the kingdom of God has a unique expression which is unlike anybody else. But, the, but you must understand that what God has for you and I is so powerful. If we can only get off, uh, get, get, get this thing out of our mind that, that God bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. I can't wait to go to heaven. I can't wait to go to heaven. It is escapism. It is very similar to alcoholics who look to the bottle to escape their pain. But God has, has taken away your sorrow. He's taken away every element that, that causes you to decay. And He gives you His preferred will. When you receive His word and His preferred will into your life and into your body. Now His preferred will begins to, to bring out the best in your life. It, it, brings out, uh, it brings out the best flavors out of you. It begins to preserve you and it, it stops your body from decaying. This is so powerful. Come on. God is so good. And then he goes on to say in verse 14, he says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house, come on, anybody in the house, in Life Church Global, you are the light that gives light in the house. And verse 16, he says, let, here we go, let your light so shine before man. There we go, I rest my case. He's not saying, let your light so shine in heaven. 
He's saying, let your light, the light of the kingdom, so shine before men. That they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Now, the word light is, in Greek is the word force, P-H-O-S. And what that means is that it's the source of light. You're not, you're not connected to a source. Right? You're not like a bulb that's connected to an electric socket and only when the switch comes on, then the light comes on. When what God is trying to say in the kingdom on earth that you are the light yourself, which means the source exists on the inside, the power exists on the inside. Where does that come from? It comes from the preferred will of God. And the light, you are the light in the kingdom and the kingdom is attracted to the darkness. How do I know this? Because when God was creating the world, when he was speaking it into existence, he saw the earth was null and void. And darkness covered the deep. And that's when God said, let there be light. It was in that place, please listen to me very carefully now, it's going to go in, I'm, I'm going to shift gears. He said, in it is when he saw that the darkness covered the deep, that God said, let there be light. Which means darkness be light. Which means he out of darkness, he brought out light. And, the, and light began to shine in the world. And then as God began to create in the world, he said he put the, put the sun in its place and the, and the planets and the stars. And, and to, give, to give, listen to me, to give light by day. And, and light by night. So which means, they, so the, 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 there was day and night, right, on the earth. Now, I want to show you, God, the Bible says that God is light. In Him, there is no darkness. So in heaven, the afterlife heaven, the place where God dwells, there is no darkness, there is no night, there is no suffering, there is no sorrow, there is no tears in heaven. Hello? Sorry, Eric Clapton. And then there is no sickness, there is no sin, no disease. It's perfect in heaven. But here on earth, when God began to express himself, the expression of the kingdom on earth was different to the expression of God in heaven. God is light, there is no darkness in heaven. But when God said, let there be light on the earth, there was day when there was night. And at night time, there was light. During the day, there is light. It's different to the expression of God in heaven. This is very powerful. A lot of the times people uh, think about the prayer that Jesus prays, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven in, in, in such a way. What is in heaven, the expression of God in heaven, let it be exactly the same on the earth. But God is trying to say to us, Jesus is trying to say to us that the expression of the kingdom can differ from person to person. So the, I can receive today, I can receive the preferred will of God and based on the area of influence that I have, based on, on my life, based on my workplace, based on my business, whatever I'm involved in, as I receive the preferred will of God and as I begin to manifest the kingdom, as I express myself, the expression of the kingdom in my life is different to the expression of the kingdom in your life. See, because the earth is different. It's a different realm compared to heaven. But heaven superimposes itself on the earth and Jesus' desire or God's desire is for the earth to look like heaven, to be like heaven, but not according to the same expression as in heaven. For example, are there marriages in heaven? No, but there are marriages here on earth. I want to present to you a concept that might be very shocking. There is no healing in heaven. But there's healing here on the earth. Why? It's because there's no sin in heaven. 
There's sin here on the earth. There's the consequence of sin here on the earth. There's, there's weakness of the flesh here on the earth. There is no flesh in heaven. But it's here on the earth. So how does God, who, who there is perfection in the afterlife, heaven afterlife, there, where there's no, the, the, where your body does not experience any frailty or decay or any of that stuff. In fact, there's no salt needed in heaven. You are meant to be salt here on the earth. And so when you have, when you have that reality of, of heaven, now here on earth, when we say, God, let your will be done, God's preferred will is that you and I would experience perfect health as it is in heaven. And so now, when the kingdom of heaven comes upon a person who receives God's perfect will, now the perfect will goes and targets the area of the body that requires perfect health. And so then it heals the person, and now the person begins to manifest the kingdom here on earth. The kingdom of heaven here on earth. And so in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16, he says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, if Jesus brought the kingdom of heaven on the earth, he ushered in the heaven, heaven on the earth, it, it, you, we must understand that all men cannot glorify the Father unless they see the kingdom of heaven on the earth. This is very powerful. It's very, very powerful. The way all men will experience heaven is if you and I begin to manifest or express the kingdom of heaven on the earth. So how does it happen? It happens when we receive the preferred will of God for our lives. So when you, he says, when you go about doing your works, when he, he says, let them see your good works. You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Don't try to hide your good works. In fact, now he said, you have to show them your good works. Christians have oftentimes, no, 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 I don't want to show my good works. I, I don't want anybody to know. Hello, now is the time for us to begin to heal the sick, begin to cast our demons, cleanse the lepers, preach the gospel. You know, go out and do the good works. Don't hide your good works. Let the people see the light. You can't hide anymore because there's no darkness in you. You are the source of light. The source of light exists on the inside of you. And when you step into a place of, of looking, now when you, go, when you go to the supermarket and you see a person in a wheelchair, that person is experiencing the kingdom of darkness. And if you are the light and you know that God's preferred will for that person is to be in perfect health and you step out, of your comfort zone and you step out on the water and you begin to say hey I've got a word for you that God wants to heal you and you pray for that person and that person gets healed and comes out of the wheelchair now he begins to see the light he begins to see what does he see he sees heaven which is which was in an invisible realm become visible He's experienced it firsthand, the goodness of God. He's experienced it. And now when he experiences the goodness of God, a son of God only reveals his father. Come on now. And so now when you reveal the father, when you have that desire to, to manifest heaven on the earth, it is in the realm of the kingdom of God that they see the father in you and I and they bring glory God. So when we understand that every time the, the people who in this world who are in darkness need to see the light and they will see the light only when you and I begin to apply the preferred will of God in our lives. When we face a situation, instead of running to God to fix the situation, we understand that God's preferred will for our lives in that situation is let it be on earth as it is in heaven and jesus is not trying to is not trying to bring heaven to earth 
in the sense that, that he's trying to replace the earth, but in fact, he loves the earth. And he knows that when heaven manifests on the earth, the earth will begin to look and behave and act and be transformed and be like heaven. See, the expression of the kingdom of God changes between people. And it's important for us to understand that the expression of the kingdom in, in, through my life and Kelsey's life is different. But what brings us together and what keeps us together is perfect love. It's perfect love that is in heaven, that is the preferred will of God. God so loved the world that he gave. It is that when we receive the will of God for our life, we receive the love of God in our hearts. And when we receive the love of God in our hearts, everything that we do is from a place of love. And so when the light begins to shine out of us, when the kingdom of heaven is manifested or expressed out of us, people experience the love of the Father. They begin to experience, they embrace, they, they, they feel loved by the Father. And that's when they can see the love of the Father. They can experience it. And that's when they begin to give the Father glory. In Acts chapter 10 and verse 28, it says that Jesus, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good, healing all manner of sicknesses and diseases. See, the, 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 the expression of Jesus was different to the expression of Moses. And this is what I'm trying to present to you. Everybody is different. And every time you express, your, you express the kingdom according to the, your uniqueness, now you begin to bring restoration to the earth. You bring wholeness to the earth. You, bring, you replenish the earth. You are the salt and the light that begins to bring out the best of the earth and also reveal it to the world. It's so important for us to understand that Jesus, something happened to Jesus who, who was Jesus of Nazareth. When the Holy Spirit came upon him, he was transformed. When he was anointed with the Holy Spirit by God, he was transformed. He was changed into Jesus, the Christ, the anointed one. And so Jesus went about, he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to, to, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Set the captives free. Heal the brokenhearted. That was his expression because it was needed in those days. In those days, somebody needed to express the kingdom of God in that way. We must understand that every single Christian who is in the kingdom of God, every single person who is in the kingdom of God is anointed with the same spirit that Jesus was anointed with. And so when you're anointed with the Holy Spirit, straight away there is an expression of the kingdom. The Spirit of God begins to ex reveal the, the preferred will of God. See, Moses was in the wilderness and his expression after he received the preferred will of God was to set the people free and bring them into the promised land. You look at King David, who was, who was a shepherd boy until he, he encountered the preferred will of God for his life to become what? To become a king. But there was a moment in time when the kingdom of God began to manifest through his life when he became a king that God chose over Israel. His expression was different. But, but it doesn't mean that his expression was wrong. It doesn't mean that his, his expression was, is not kingdom. We must understand that the kingdom of God is much bigger than the church. The church is, is only a part of the kingdom of God. The kingdom, the realm of God, it includes business, it includes government, it includes uh, entertainment, it includes education. It includes religion, it includes family, every aspect of society and culture is actually within the kingdom of God. The reason why entertainment is, is perverted is because entertainment has been exposed to the wrong elements. But entertainment is something that God has instituted. He's given gifts to people, special gifts to people. 
to, to not to entertain people, but to, to honor God and to, and to be a blessing to mankind. But see, when, when you're exposed to the wrong elements, when you're exposed to, to moisture, if you're salt and you're, you're, you're a source of influence in the earth and you're exposed to the wrong elements, you lose your effectiveness on the earth. But we must understand that church is only one aspect of it. And God did not want everybody to become a minister in church. God did not want everybody to become a prophet. God did not want everybody to become a pastor. Many are called, few are chosen for a specific task. And so for us, we must understand that if you are in business and God has called you to be a businessman, then be a businessman. Be a businesswoman. Because it's kingdom business. Don't be a businessman trying to be a pastor. If God has called you to be both, praise the Lord. That's exactly what, which means you have more work to do on the earth, which means you have more influence, you have more ability to to bring out the best in the world, preserve the world, to preserve the earth and make a difference and express the kingdom of God. But if you are in business, then honor God on the earth by fulfilling your call to express the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus said, I'm about my father's business. He was about his father's business. What was his expression of his business? Set the captives free. Heal the brokenhearted. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. That was his expression. But for the longest time, Christians believe that only in the church can you express God, but not in culture and society. When we go outside the four walls of the church. And that is not kingdom. If I'm a businessman, that's not kingdom. Hello, I want you to understand that if you're a businessman in church, in the kingdom of God, that business is given to you by God. That family that you have is given to you by God. You can't be one person in the church and one person at home and another person at home. You have to be who God has created you to be. Housewife, you know, can, can ask me the question, hey, well, I'm just a, a housewife. I'm, I, I don't have much to do in the world. I'm just at home. But I want to let you know, family is also a part of the kingdom. It's kingdom family. And in the kingdom family, the responsibility of a homemaker is to be able to receive the preferred will of God for your family, for your home. And now as a homemaker, it's your responsibility to usher the kingdom of heaven on earth into your family, into your home environment. So your responsibility as a homemaker is to now receive the preferred will and express the preferred will of God to your husband and to your kids. And create the atmosphere of heaven, an environment of heaven on the earth. But it's unique only to you. If you believe you're a homemaker, it's one of the most important ministries in the kingdom. The home is the place that sets all the other ministries. As a homemaker, your responsibility is to set your children up for success. As it is to set your husband up for success so that when they go outside of home, in their school or college or workplace... They take the atmosphere that you set at home and begin to express it wherever they go. And the kingdom of heaven, wherever you go, will begin to manifest salt and light. It will preserve your workplace. It will preserve your marriage. It will bring out the best in your marriage. It will bring out the best in your business. It will bring out the best in relationships. It will bring out the best in friendships. But if you are not experiencing the kingdom of heaven in relationships, in friendships, somebody is not submitted to the preferred will of God for that relationship. And so you have to make a decision. Either you come out of slavery to being exposed to another environment and you're being less effective in the kingdom of God or you, you release that and you choose to be submitted to the preferred will of God. 
Many times Christians want their own way. They like what they see in the world. They like the pleasures of life. They like it. And so they, they allow themselves to get exposed to that. They allow themselves to get exposed to the deceit and lies and, and, and offense. They get exposed to bitterness and anger. They get exposed to these things. And it's, it's, a, it's a self-motivating, a self-focused mindset. It's a self-focused preference of the kingdom of darkness. And so when you expose yourself too much to the voice of the enemy, now guess what? You become less effective in expressing the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. So when that begins to happen, now marriages are affected. Your businesses are affected. Your job life is affected. Your relationship life with your friend circle is being affected. The, the way you eat your food is being affected. Every aspect of your life, your finances begin to get affected. Every aspect of life gets affected when you allow the wrong voice to begin to enter into your mind. But if you can just leave that, if you can just repent of it, change the way you think, and enter into the preferred will of God for your life, submit to the preferred will of God for your life, then every area of your life that you express the preferred will of God will begin to experience the kingdom of heaven manifest itself in its, in its own unique way through your life. In Matthew chapter 28 and Mark chapter 16, we see that Jesus gives his disciples, gives the disciples their expression. And I want to read both to you because it's both, both are very important uh, to us. Matthew chapter 28. <clears throat> and verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me, where? In heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And here you go. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I want you to go to Mark chapter 16 very quickly. And verse 15 says this, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Hello. Every creature, including your dogs, preach the gospel to them. And your cats. Cats need to be saved. They need to be saved, really. Those cats need to be saved. <laughs> verse 16 he who believes and is baptized will be saved. Okay, so that part is already taken care of. If you go into all the world and preach the gospel, the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of good news, the gospel of heaven on earth, the gospel that says that heaven can be manifested through your life when you express the preferred will of God. He says, he who believes, those people who listen to you, the people who, who begin to see the light, begin to experience the effectiveness of, 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 of you being the salt on the earth, and is baptized, will be saved. Wow, this is so awesome. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And then he says in verse 17, and these signs will follow those who believe. Which means these are the expressions of the kingdom, right? To those who believe the preferred will of God for their life. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. 
it's so beautiful to see the commission that Jesus gave to his disciples. The disciples went about from that moment on. They experienced the infilling of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2 in, in Pentecost, on Pentecost. They experienced the fullness of the Holy Spirit upon them. And the minute they began to speak, 3,000 people were saved. The minute they began to express, they were not doing, you must understand, the disciples did greater things than what Jesus did. Jesus did not have 3,000 people saved. You must understand. Because the expression, the commission, the preferred will for Jesus to the disciples was when you preach, they will be saved. Jesus, his ministry, his expression was, I want to bring the kingdom. I want to usher the kingdom. The kingdom of God has come upon you. The kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is at hand. That was his expression. But the expression of the disciples, the expression, our expression is different. Our expression is to carry on the effectiveness of Jesus. The heaven, the light that is what that was on Jesus' life. What Jesus came and did on the earth. It is for us to take, carry on that expression on the earth. But everywhere where we go and every time we accept the preferred will of God for our lives. Man, these expressions are crazy. These signs will follow those who believe. You and I who believe the word of God, the preferred will of God, we have the ability to cast out demons. Cast out demons, not entertain demons, not ask demons to leave. Cast them out, get out now. Not even fight with them, not hold their hair and rattle these people, but actually just cast them out. Let me, let me show you how Jesus operated in, in casting out demons. There was a moment where Jesus was walking down the road and these two guys who were filled with demons, a legion of demons. Jesus is just walking down the road doing his own thing. These guys come to him and the demons ask Jesus to cast them out. Can you imagine? What kind of a ministry would you have? Where you walk into church, where you walk into wherever you are, a restaurant, and demons come to you and say, please cast us out. Please cast us out. We don't want to be here anymore. Cast us out anywhere, anywhere but here. What kind of an environment of heaven, of holiness do you carry in your life when you begin to express yourself that even demons flee? When you're sitting in a room and you... Receive the preferred will of God for your life. You go into a hospital and you receive the preferred will of God for people's lives to be in perfect health. You just walk through the hospital being the salt and the light. And people carrying, you're carrying this atmosphere, this realm of of the king's dominion on earth. And People around you begin to come out of wheelchairs, come out of sick beds. They begin, demons begin to flee. People that doctors have written reports about people that they don't have, they have one week to live, one, one, one month to live, two months to live. You take that report and you just say, I've got a better report for you. This is the preferred will that you will be in perfect health. And that person receives, he believes it and he gets saved. And he begins to experience the signs that I'm talking about. They would speak in new tongues, new languages. Can you imagine? New languages. And they would take up serpents. Oh my goodness. This is a favorite for everybody. Pick up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. How amazing is this life-giving God on the inside of you that protects your body from any poisonous liquid that you may drink. It says, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. They will recover. They will recover. They will recover. 
This is what it means to be salt and light, to being to being in to being effective in the kingdom of God. Your expression is effective in the kingdom. You're not doing damage, but you're actually being effective on the earth. You're not doing damage at work, but your boss actually loves you so much that because of the amount, because how effective you are at work. He's seeing the goodness of God. He's experiencing heaven in your life. And that's why he wants to keep you. In fact, he promotes you. I'm seeing people getting promoted. I'm seeing people getting salary increases because your boss is looking at you and saying, what? I'm seeing heaven on you. Um, they may not use the same words that, that I'm using right now, but they'll say it in a totally different way, something different about you. What is it about you? How come you seem to be prospering when everything seems to be failing? You don't even have to say it because they will see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, that term in heaven is not actually in the afterlife. It's because your expression has created heaven on earth. So I want to bless you today. I want to declare God's preferred will over your life. That you will live and not die. You will prosper in everything that you put your hand to. You will be the first and not the last. You will be the beginning and not the end. I want to bless you and I want to declare God's love upon you. That you will live a long life because you have embraced the preferred will of God for your life. The kingdom of God has come. The kingdom is within you. That realm of heaven is within you. It's time for you to be the salt, to bring out the best in the world, to bring out the best in every relationship that you have. It's time for you to be the light of the world. Shine bright this week. Shine bright. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Be bold. Be courageous. Be strong. If you are filled with the Holy Spirit, the life-giving Spirit is on the inside of you. I want to encourage you to go out into the world. Go out into your workplace. Go out wherever you are. Make a kingdom difference. Bless you. We love you. And we will see you next week. God bless.